been forever changed. Why don't you give God your best praise in this place? Oh, you can do better than that. Come on now. Let's glorify God in this place. If his blood has set you free, if he's delivered you, then you ought to give him praise because he's been good to each and every one of us. And while your hands are together, help me thank God for our choir and our praise team, to all those who participated in putting this on. We are just so grateful that God has blessed us once more to gather in this sacred space on this particular Sunday where every Sunday we celebrate our risen Savior, but on this special Sunday we give particular attention to the events and, that happened and occurred around the tomb to know that the tomb is no longer closed. It is empty because our Savior is alive and well. Yeah. And so I invite you to join me in your copy of God's Word to the 24th chapter of Luke. 24th chapter of Luke is where the message for the morning is coming from. That 24th chapter, we're going to look um, right there at the garden tomb to see the elements around it. And while we are convinced of what we are convinced of, and that is we serve a risen Savior. Hope you made your way there to Luke chapter 22, and I'll begin our reading at the first verse. Interesting here, it says, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb taking spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. Verse 5, and as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. But he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise? And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb. They told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to be to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. They did not believe them. Help the Holy Spirit, I... I want to share with you, even from the perspective of a personal testimony, why I believe. And I believe I'm not the only one in here who believes. Because there is in here, those of you in here who know that there is a, the reality of a risen Savior who lives in your heart and has directed your life. So I know by just virtue of observation and because I heard your praise that I'm not the only one in here who know that Jesus is alive. In fact, let me just check my way of assessment. Do you know that he lives? Do you believe that he is real? And I just came here to join you in declaring what I believe. It's interesting because there are those who were there who did not believe. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that I call upon you, and I thank you so much for the blood that has been applied in our case. Thank you so much for how you loved us and cared for us and how you continue to watch over us and allow us and invite us into your presence that we might know you personally. Know you as the real and the living God. And I just ask that you would continue to pour out your spirit upon those who are connected on this day, that they might know even more so with greater assurance that you are the true and living God and that you are the God 
who is always faithful, who will never leave us, nor will you forsake us, and that you're here right now for us to grow deeper in our relationship with you. So create in our hearts receptive soil for the seed of your word, that it might go deeper, that it might take root, and that our confidence in you would be unshakable. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. It's in July 1859. Charles Bolaudin, this acrobat, this uh, daredevil, if you would, uh, this man of incredible balance, uh, made the decision to tightrope across Niagara Falls. And there he was doing all the feats you would think a daredevil would do as he's navigating his way across that tightrope from the Canadian side to the United States side. He's navigating with, with, with stellar uh, balance and ability as he's walking across this tightrope. Over 160 feet in the air above Niagara, he's walking. And not only is he walking there, but he decided to, to up the ante, if you would. Uh, and he put on stilts. And so with stilts, he decided to walk across this tightrope. That wasn't enough. Uh, for him. No, Charles wanted to push the envelope even further. Check this out, Anthony. He even balanced a stove cooking an omelet while he's balancing across the tightrope. You, you don't seem to understand here. You can Google it. I, I like to talk facts here. As he balanced across the tightrope over Niagara Falls from the United States to Canada. But then when he got to the United States side, he didn't beg the question. He said, who believes I can take this wheelbarrow and push it across the tightrope? To which everybody in the crowd said, yes, you can do it. I heard that in a story once. But anyway, uh, as he could push it across Niagara Falls, and he said, well, if you believe that I can do it, then get in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah, because Charles knew that real belief, Brother Glenn, you know this, requires action. That true belief is seen in what we do and how we do what we do. So when I ask you, do you really believe? I want you to ponder that question in light of our text because there are times in our lives where the enemy will come and try to challenge your belief, try to cause you to question whether or not there is validity in the claims of Christ, cause you to question, Charles, whether or not God is still with you. But the reality is that God has always been with you, always been faithful to you. And Christ Jesus, God in flesh, not only came to earth uh, and lived on this life, not only created, did miracles while he was in this life, but he gave his life for you and I because of his love for you and I, that we might be freed from our sins. He was buried in the tomb, but somebody know that early Sunday morning. I, you got to get here with me. Early Sunday morning, he got it with all power in his hand. He rose from the grave. And our Savior is alive today. Not everybody believes this. But there's some reason why I want to share with you why I believe that our Savior lives. I want you to ask the question, and we had the question in our, in our singing today, do you believe Jesus can change your life? Because I know he can change your life first based on some biblical reasons. That the word of God itself testifies to God's ability through Christ Jesus to change lives. The scripture itself proclaims that Jesus Christ changes lives. In fact, it says to us that if he be not risen, our faith is in vain. But here's the deal. He did rise. And he does live. And he still is changing lives. There, there's archaeological evidence that Christ 
and the word of God is true. Let me just teach you for, just teach you for a moment, um, because there was archaeological examination of the book of Luke, the very book that we're coming from, that has the account that we just read of the, our risen Savior. Uh, archaeologists decided to take this book, Luke, and the book of Acts that we were just studying in our series called Forward, both written by Luke, and they began to, to look at it and look at the accounts. They examined the accounts of what, of what Luke wrote, and they found, get this, not one mistake out of the 32 countries listed in the book of Luke and Acts, out of 54 cities, out of nine islands that are listed that he cited, they haven't found one mistake in all of the archaeological evidence. Okay, I see you now. You're like, so pastor, what's the point? The point is the word of God is credible. That, that's the point. The point is you can believe the word of God, not just because I'm telling you to believe it. Uh, but science bears out the truth that God's word is real. Okay, I, I see some of you out there. Some of you say, well, I'm not into all that archaeological stuff. I got a few mathematicians out here. I know some of you are retired uh, math professors. So let me go ahead and talk to you for a moment, Brother Charles uh, Pivito and others. Uh, Peter Stone, a mathematician, uh, he decided to look at all the prophecies of Scripture. Get this, Caleb. He looks at all the prophecies of Scripture, which we uh, have counted up to about 332 prophecies of Scripture that proclaim that Christ would come, how he would come, and all that would be fulfilled to declare that he was Christ. Get this, Bill. He, could, he didn't look at all 300 prophecies. No, he decided to just take eight of the prophecies. And he looked at eight of the prophecies, and he realized mathematically that one in ten to the 17th power is the reality of just for one person to fulfill eight of the prophecies, it would take one in ten to, okay, you don't know what that is. Uh, go ahead and put up that, that, put up that number for, for them to understand what one in ten to the 17th power is. Go ahead, there it is right there. Now, I can't say that number. But it's to help you understand the probability of one person fulfilling the prophecies of Scripture and get this, all of the prophecies were fulfilled in Christ Jesus. You can believe the veracity of Scripture because Scripture is true. Me and my friends were talking about this at home uh, just the other day, uh, and they were talking about how, how do you know Scripture is true? I said, well, it was written over 1,500 years with 40 different writers over different periods of time with different moods, with wars and battles, and people um, excel, excelling in their technology, and yet they were coming against the Word of God. Many times people were burning the Word of God, trying to destroy the Word of God, trying to destroy the testimony of God. It's written in three different languages, and it's still here. It's the greatest book that's ever written across all the globe because there is something true about the Word of God. It's inspired and you can believe it. You can believe it because of, of the biblical accounts. You can believe it because of the extra biblical accounts that are there. But you can also believe it because of the, of the believer's record. You can believe it because of the biblical accounts. I believe because of the biblical accounts. I believe it because of the extra-biblical material that's out there that testifies to the truth of Scripture, from the Qumran tombs to the, Babylon, the Babylonian Talmud. Um, they're all writings that tell us the veracity of Scripture, but I also believe it because there's an account of believers in the text that demonstrate that Jesus Christ is alive and well. You read it with me. There they were. They were on their way to the tomb. 
And when you know Christ is alive, when you believe that Jesus Christ is risen, when you know uh, that, that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, when you're on your way, like these in the text, when they were on their way to the tomb, they were wondering who was going to roll the stone away. They were wondering how were we going to be able to go in, Mom, and anoint the body of our Lord. They were wondering what they were going to do because something in front of them was bigger and greater than they were. But when you believe in Jesus... Uh, I feel like preaching right now uh, just for a moment here. When you believe in Jesus, one thing you know about Jesus is that when you walk with him, when you walk into your future, you can walk into your future knowing that God will be at work. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what you're going through right now. And if I'm flowing too fast and it's your first time, then most of them will tell you that I, came, I grew up in the 80s. Some of you know this thing here. And in the 80s came the rap culture. And so we just kind of flow like that. But if you need me to slow down, just go and say, slow down, preacher. And I might hear you. And if I hear you, I might put that thing on a vinyl 35 and just slow down for you. But Chris, the reality is that they're going to the tomb because they believe in Christ, not knowing what's going to happen. And what they see is that when they get to what they were worried about, God had already done something about what they were worried about, and he moved the stone away. Come here. I don't know where you are right now, but I can tell you with all assurance that when you place your trust and faith in Jesus Christ, when you believe in the Word of God and the presence of the Spirit of God in your life, God will take care of where you're going to before you get to where you're going to. So right now, you can trust God no matter what you're going going through. I hope you caught that. Because when you believe in Jesus, you walk to your future knowing that God is at work, but you also wait for God to bring clarification to your life situation. Uh, I hope you get this. When you believe the believer's record, they always waited on God to bring clarification to their life's situation. For here they are, they're going to the tomb, they're looking, the tomb is empty, but God in his faithfulness brings some messengers to show up in their situation to help them understand what they're seeing. Because sometimes what we see, we don't always understand, and we need the Holy Spirit to come and bring us revelation to what is being revealed to us. And the, whole, and the whole, angels tell them this way, he is not here, for he has risen just as he, so, go and help me preach for a moment, just turn to somebody and say, he's risen. No, you got to say it like you believe it and you're from Texas. Just say, he's risen, y'all. Yes, he is risen. That's what the angel says. He's risen just as he said. Come see where he lay. Look at how God does this. God doesn't leave those who believe in him in a mystery. Rather, he clarifies the mystery to let them know that his word is true. And he does that in your life, too, and in my life. Because in your life and my life, God will show you that his word is true. You've been there before, haven't you? Have you ever been there before between a rock and a hard place? I need to talk to real people for a moment. You ever had some trouble that you didn't want, didn't invite, but it came and knew exactly where you lived? Anybody up in here? You ever find yourself sometimes trying to figure out how you're going to make it out of what you're in, and you didn't know how you even got in it, and yet God, he gave you clarification in the midst of it, and you saw that all things work together for good to those who love God, who are called. Anybody in here ever had a situation that God came and gave you clarification in your situation? Situation, it happens when you believe in him. Oh, I'm not done yet, but I got to go because uh, I, know, I know many of you want to go take pictures and you want to celebrate and that's all good, but I got to get you to understand this. 
This is why I believe. I believe in the biblical record. I believe because of the extra biblical accounts. I believe because in the Bible itself are testimonies of believers where God stepped in their situation and their lives were forever changed. I can go down the biblical record and tell you how Adam, how Abraham, how Noah, I can show you in the biblical record how they allowed Christ to come into their lives and their lives were forever changed. And that might do it for you. But I got one more account to share with you. Uh, not only do I have the biblical record, not only do I have the extra biblical record, not only do I have the believer's record in the text, but I got this believer's record to let you know that you can believe that Christ is real and alive. Let me work for a moment because I feel my help coming. He came in here with me anyway, so I'm just going to tell you like it is. Uh, but I believe, you know why? Because when I started this life, I, I have an account where I was on life support, and it was the God, the God that we serve who saw me in my, my medical condition, and when they pulled the plug of life support, I kept on breathing. Why? Because there's a God who lives. I'm not done yet. That's just the beginning of the story. Because I can tell you that when I was young, married, and just, just working in my career as a law enforcement officer, get this, Anthony, I believed in God, had given my life to God at an early age, and I knew that he was with me. But there I was working with the police department, and all of a sudden I found myself in front of a 357 Magnum chrome-plated, and I didn't have anything to back myself up with. And you best believe I called on the God who was with me, and that God who was with me saved me even in that situation, and you want me to question whether or not God is real? I know my God is real, because when I was facing death, he was really with me. I'm just trying to help you understand something, because I have a testimony that reminds me each and every day of my life that God is real. I'm not done yet, because here I am. We were married, young married, and all of a sudden, we want children, and we think we're trusting God for children, but every time we go into the doctor, we're having miscarriage after miscarriage, and our hearts are breaking, trying to figure out what's going on. We put our faith in God, and God was supposed to do something. We claimed it in the name of Jesus, and we were still going through these deaths in our family, and all of a sudden, God said, just put your trust in me. And now, years later, we have four manifestations of love. Why? Because God was with us through all those trials. Boy, I got too much to tell you all. Let me just tell you like it is. I, I, we've been there. Now I got three kids uh, and one on the way. I didn't know we had another one on the way because, you know, God does exceedingly abundantly. Above all, you could have asked or even think, but Chris, here it was. You know that reality because we placed our trust in God. We were living and believing in the truth of God's word and the truth of God's presence, but there we were on the heels of losing everything we worked for. Everything was destroyed in a flood, and I got three kids and one on the way, and I'm trying to figure out how we're going to make it as we're navigating with a whole city of New Orleans, trying to figure our way out, and God showed that he will provide every single one of your needs why? Because everything we lost, we got back. Everything that was taken, God restored. Come here. I'm just trying to help you understand something. I'm getting a little too excited up in here, but the reality is I know he's real. And I want you to know that he's real. And when you place your trust and your faith in him, he will be real in your life. Y'all, I'm talking about a personal God. Lord, I'm talking about a kind of God who will step in it with you. That he's not going to just look and see you going it by yourself. No, he's going to get in it with you. And he'll, Grandma said this way, he'll walk with you. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll talk with you. He'll, he'll let you know you belong to him. And when you do that, you won't just celebrate Easter once a year. 
but you'll live with resurrection power. That when people see you and wonder, how is it that you're able to keep going when something knocks you down? You can tell them, because I live in the power of the resurrection. When people see you and they wonder, how is it that you still can come to worship and raise your hand after all you've been through? You can tell them, because there's something real about the resurrection power that's in me. When people see you say, why haven't you given up on your family yet? Why haven't you walked away from that job? You can tell them, I live by resurrection power. And I'm not the only one in here, because anybody else in here with me knows that you live by resurrection power? Anybody else here knows that your life has been changed when you gave to Jesus Christ? Anybody? Has God ever done anything for you that's worth testifying about? Then you let somebody know that my God is real. That's why we came here. That's why you made it here. Because God wants you to know that he's real. See, Cassie, all that we've gone through in life, and when you look back over your life and you realize, you know what? I wasn't smart enough to get through everything I've been through. I wasn't wise enough to get through everything I've been through and still be here to tell about it. No, that's God being real. And I only told you a smidgen of my, my, my testimony because the reality is there's some places I put myself in. All right, y'all been saved all your lives. Uh-uh. Uh, the, the rest of us, there, there's, some, there's some pitfalls that, that I, I dug out for myself and jumped in. Oh, but God. You know, Whitman just hit here. But God looked behind my faults, reached down in the midst of that mess that I was in. He pulled me off, dusted me off, and said, I still can use you. Come here, who am I talking to? Because some of you right now, you've given up, but God hasn't given up on you. Some of you came in here and you're just looking for that last shred of hope. Is this even real? Can I really believe it? And God sent you here to tell you that he's real. And there are life testimonies all around that testifies that he's real. He won't leave you when you're going through health crisis. He won't leave you when you feel like you're by yourself. That if you turn and place your trust in him for real, You'll know him beyond just on the page of Scripture. You'll know him personally in your heart. And that's the invitation I want to, to give you on this day, on this Easter Sunday morning, that you can live with the testimony, not with those who had trouble believing, but rather you'll be with those who believed. Because the latter part of the story is that Peter goes to see for himself, and he goes in that empty tomb. And he looks and he sees that the Savior is no longer dead, but he's alive. And then Jesus showed up right where he was. Come here, I'm just trying to help you understand something. When you place your faith in Jesus Christ, he'll show up right where you are. It doesn't mean that you won't go through difficulty. It doesn't mean that it won't be struggle sometimes. But it means that you won't be struggling by yourself. And there is one who conquered death, hell, and the grave who will be right there with you when you choose to say yes to him. So I invite you to bow your heads all over the building in the time that we have remaining. And listen, I, I, I want to I I encourage you right now to place your trust in Jesus Christ for real. If your life has not been changed by Christ, it can be today. I'm just spitting truth to you. I'm just telling you the truth that God is real and he really changes lives.
and he desires to change yours. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to make a bold declaration. I'm going to ask you to make a bold declaration to, to accept him and to let the world know that, that you're going to believe. Yes, your, your, your testimony will be, yes, I believe. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father, I believe in you. I know that there has to be a God because there's no way I could have existed this long had you not been watching out for me. And even when I wasn't looking for you, you kept looking for me. You brought me to this place where I could hear your word and worship you and come to this point of decision where I, I know I should say yes to you. And I want to say yes to you. And so help me say yes to you, that you could be my Lord, you would be my Savior, you'd forgive me of my sins, and you would declare me as your own. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforce.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.